Hi there, Megan Thompson here with Megan Thompson Coaching and today we are going to cover how to help your highly sensitive child who is struggling in the school setting and it might not be what you think. Hello and welcome to How to Parent Your Highly Sensitive Child Like a Ninja. I'm your host, Megan Thompson, licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. We at MTC teach parents how to eliminate the daily meltdown and shutdown cycle for your sensitive children and teens. Highly sensitive children make up 15 to 20% of the population, according to research that has been gathered for over a century. And this podcast answers one question. How can you raise emotionally intelligent children? Stop walking on eggshells and help your child express their needs safely without punishments, yelling, or coddling. If you want to know the answer, you're in the right place. So let's stay focused here. We help parents of highly sensitive children break out of the meltdown cycle in as little as eight weeks. Now, what is children? (laughs) Ages two through 18. So I'm talking about kids who are struggling in school who might not consider themselves kids anymore, right? Teenagers, as well as uh, younger children. And when we uh, talk about the, the understanding of what I mean by struggling, I'm not just talking about the kids who are having meltdowns in school. So make sure that you stay tuned to today's show. And the challenges that so many parents are uh, struggling with, with their sensitive kid, are usually happening outside of uh, what's you know what meets the eye and so it's really important for us to dive into this topic today now if your child is in a meltdown cycle it's also important to understand that that meltdown cycle might be internal and that's why we call it the shutdown cycle because that's what uh, some of you describe your your child's behavior as right your child is is frozen um, i affectionately call these children icicle children when they first come in to work with us uh, with their parents leading the show and this is true for sensitive teenagers right adolescents who are holding it all in and may or may not explode at home they might implode at home Uh, i don't want to talk to you about it you have no idea what's going on leave me alone you don't understand and hole up in their room refuse to go to school refuse to get out of bed and struggle significantly. So one of the things that we know parents of sensitive kids ask often, right? What what you might be asking yourself is when do I involve the school? When do I let the school know that my child is struggling? This is such an important topic because so many of you are parenting sensitive children who are actually doing really well in school. They might academically Uh, be a star student or reported to be an angel or uh, demonstrating compassion significantly with their peers or demonstrating leadership skills at school, helping mediate other peers, you know, teaching other peers to calm down, something like that. And if any of this is happening, you might wonder if the school needs to be involved at all. So we're definitely going to be talking a lot about all of this today. Now, We'll speak about the obvious, you know, if your child is struggling significantly with their behavior at school, the school is likely uh, interested in helping you or figuring out what's going to help your child manage their behavior for sure. And so that's definitely part of the conversation. And I really want to make sure that we're covering all highly sensitive children who are having meltdowns or shutdowns at home as well, because this is all related now. Uh, It's really important to uh, be paying attention to this because you might be thinking that you're in the clear if your child is struggling only at home. And uh, if the meltdowns are happening at the end of the day, 
uh, the end of the school day or at the end of the, the day before bed, then it's really important to pay attention to going upstream. We talk about it, right? Uh, and looking at the root cause for your child's meltdowns. And I have news for you. It is not what happened that day or even sometimes that week. Your child's skill gap isn't in whether or not somebody treated them nicely or, or whether or not they uh, perceived someone to be helpful or speaking to them in a scolding manner most of the time. When we think about children who are mistreated, of course, bullying creates emotional strife and uh, challenges can, can arise from that. And if your child isn't uh, able to tell you that they're being mistreated in school, then I want to look at other factors as to why that's happening, right? Uh, children who are struggling, who have clear and emotionally connected relationship with their parents, go to their parents for support often. And this is even true for adolescents. It is developmentally inappropriate for a child to withhold emotional stress and strife from their parents. Now, this is something that is really important for us to talk about as a licensed clinical professional counselor and registered play therapist supervisor. One of the things that I learned in my career working with traumatized children, especially children who are traumatized at the hands or neglect of their parents, is that, that as a mental health professional, we actually had to act as a conduit between the parents and the, and the child. And sometimes we uh, were taught to be a neutral protector. I'm gonna say that because um, the intentions weren't usually enmeshed and they weren't usually inappropriate, especially if a child is um, struggling due to traumatic parenting or, or uh, really, really uh, significant difficulty in parenting. Uh, where a parent is, is mistreating the child, a therapist is expected to uh, support the child in sharing with themselves as a trusted adult what's really going on and work through what's going on and, and, and process trauma. Now, if you're parenting a sensitive child and you are not hurting your children, which we know, uh, or, or you know, on, on purpose uh, using harmful parenting interventions, right? Uh, that are causing some of these meltdowns, then it's so important for you to feel empowered that uh, that your child shouldn't be withholding what's bothering them. And if, if they are, then that means that to one of two things. One, uh, they don't have thorough trust in sharing with you where they're stuck. And usually also number two, they don't have thorough trust in being able to handle it. And so they're, they're frozen in, in figuring it out. Right, so they're frozen in asking for help, which is what children naturally do to their parents, uh, with their parents, and then they're also frozen in uh, solving it, which may or may not include parents to solve the problem. But it, when we think about children who are struggling in school, it, it's not always academic. It's also not always social. Could be in navigating uh, the rules and understanding the community and watching other children struggle. That could be. The difficulty there rather than just uh, straight up how to talk to people and how to let pe you know when to set boundaries around when people are mistreating them right because for the most part in most school settings children are being mistreated um, uh, they might be you know struggling being one, you know one of many right uh, but that's not the intention uh, in in school settings no matter what type of school is to, is to intentionally hurt children or intentionally mistreat children of course right so when we look at the setting that your child is is having and we assume the best in this dynamic 
what we get to do is take a really clear look at what's going on and your child is struggling here uh, that they're struggling here and that the environment in the home is what is uh, the, the key catalyst for change and so that can be really empowering for you if you look at it in an appropriate way right your sensitive child learns best how to advocate how to manage stress how to uh, communicate their needs and how to reach out for help through you as a parent so it's really important that if you're going to discover with your child what is causing uh, their major stress right um, that, that you're looking first inward to your child and also to yourself that uh, your child's ability to tolerate stress or tolerate change is a resiliency issue now Am I saying that your child needs to suck it up and, and push through and never manage their emotions and perform all the time and be an A-plus perfectionist? No, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is you know, general everyday peer relationships, general everyday teacher holding the students accountable and doing the best they can, managing class sizes of 25 to 35 and up. Uh, every child managing themselves needs to be able to do that in a way where they, does, they don't feel out of control and your child if, if they're having meltdowns or engaging in ineffective behaviors that are dangerous aggressive verbally aggressive calling names making threats physically aggressive hitting kicking screaming or uh, personally aggressive where they are uh, taking it out on themselves and isolating themselves from those whom who love them uh, then this is a these are harmful behaviors self-harmful self-destructive behaviors and your child is miserable and it's very likely that so are you. And so what's important to, uh, to pay attention to at this, at this point is that there is a way out of this. And your child's ability to manage stress is a huge part of that equation, but is not the only part. The, how they learn isn't just through direct coping skills teaching, right? Uh, it isn't through lecture. You know what, honey, school is hard and we all get through it, <laughs> right? Uh, that's reassurance. Um, uh, well, it's a lecture veiled as reassurance is what I should say, right? Um, no, children don't learn through talking. They learn through play. And so it's really important for you to be able to support your child in playfully learning how to manage their emotions, how to, how to uh, acknowledge that emotions are a-okay and that, that feelings are part of how every, everyday life is happening, and then also support yourself in changing how you assume your child should be uh, behaving and also experiencing the world. And, and that requires you to understand your child more, it requires you to understand not just the trait, but what happens when the pers a person with the personality trait of, of sensory processing sensitivity is stuck in the meltdown cycle. Uh, because that is a family dynamic problem, not a personality trait issue. And uh, that's not explained in the, um, the sensitive kid books that's, that are out there or the parenting books that are out there on this personality trait. So it's really important for us to be paying attention to that in addition to noticing how you can advocate. Now, teachers are overwhelmed. So I've worked in the school systems. I've led teachers from a clinical standpoint in therapeutic schools, and I've worked directly in public schools as a mental health provider who was pulling kids out for therapy. And so over the course of my career, what I know for sure is that the majority of teachers are uh, wanting the best for their students and the ones who are showing that they aren't are burnt out 
and jaded. And so they started off that way, but then they're fried by the system. And so it's really, really critical that you know how to give um, specific targeted advice to the professionals who are educating your children because they want to do better and, and they need direct support. And it's up to you to, uh, to lead your child in that way uh, through their emotional development because behavior management isn't something that schools teach or train on uh, in an effective way. You know, so many school systems are teaching behavior management from an antiquated behaviorist approach that was built in the 1960s and debunked in um, you know, the 2000s, quite frankly. And there are so many professionals in the mental health field that aren't up with the research. On, on attachment and uh, emotion management and resilience and feeling powerful and empowered, growth mindset type focus. And so when we think about how we uh, address this from, a, from an emotional management uh, standpoint through strength, uh, it's very important that you learn all about that and how it relates to highly sensitive children so that you're not trying to convince your kid to feel better and you see it backfire where they double down and, and tell you it doesn't, they, you don't understand and that that won't work and they just tell you what you want to hear and then they're not able to generalize the skill. We see this uh, frequently. So super important, right? All of these things are really important, being able to, to um, understand your child's needs. That's step number one. Number two is collaborating with the teachers and taking a sense of, of um, advocacy through authority. And then lastly is being able to teach your child the same, right? Your child should be able to say, I don't like that, or I need help, or uh, I don't understand this. And, and they should be willing to, um, you know, to navigate what it feels like to be the center of attention. Highly sensitive children really struggle with that if they don't have the skills to be able to feel secure in themselves. That's a self-concept issue, um, not an emotional management issue. Highly sensitive children need to be a-okay asking for help and to be able to practice doing that effectively enough to create a sense of follow-through. Uh, and that's what's called self-efficacy in psychology world. I feel capable of doing this and I do it, right? Um, and and, and that, that process starts from, from parenting. Uh, in the dynamic, we call this uh, this this phenomenon uh, vantage sensitivity. Uh, your child has a unique way of looking at the world based on their relationship and how they see themselves. And children see themselves through the lens of their parents. They need to be able to unconditionally love themselves, and uh, that starts first with you. If you're struggling in setting limits without um, uh, making threats at at you know your worst of your worst beha behavior wise. Uh, your child is going to feel like your love is conditional and I know that you know uh, that you don't want to do that any longer and it's not your initial intention. It's what happens when you're fried and tired, right? So definitely go ahead and listen to last week's show. We talked ab about that in, in terms of uh, what leads, you know, where this exhaustion comes from, especially as school has gotten started for many of you or uh, those of you who are sending your kids to public or private school. It might be right around the corner. Uh, given the, the date of today's show, and uh, it is so important for you to understand a very clear picture um, uh, that this is, this is where the, the pattern lies, right? And the important piece is for you, uh, the focus is around making sure that you are understanding uh, the needs for your family's dynamic and what it is that is uh, most important uh, for your family. 
And in order to break out of this pattern systematically beyond uh, those key you know, principles that we talk, talked about today, uh, I highly encourage that you speak with our team if you're ready to break out of this pattern in a way that, that stops the meltdown cycle in your home, as well as manages your, your emotional state and supports you in leading the family and breaking out of the family dynamic problem that is causing the meltdown cycle and help your child be successful in every community, including the school community, then uh, without labels, without feeling like your child has to be labeled in a way that is, uh, that is uh, setting them up for feeling like they have a crutch or, or that other people think they, they have a crutch, uh, it's super important for you to be able to use your child's needs and identity towards what they want and towards reaching their, goal, their goals, right? So if that's something that you want support with, this is what we help our clients do. And uh, we're happy to talk to you more about that. We'll go ahead and book a call with our team and we'll cover uh, what you're stuck with, where your challenges are, are uh, what's important for your family to uh, prioritize at this time, and then also uh, where your family wants to dream and achieve, right? What your goals are for your family right now and also in the future. Uh, and if what we do here as a team at MTC is gonna help you break out of the cycle for good, then uh, we will hap happily share with you exactly what, what that looks like on that same phone call and uh, work through breaking out of the pattern immediately because if your family is struggling at this level, then it's time to make a change and there's no reason to wait, all right? So we look forward to supporting you on that conversation. That call is free. And uh, if something is more effective or differently uh, speedy for you to solve the problem and, and more necessary for you to solve the problem fast, then we are happy to point you in that direction uh, because we have a highly um, specialized team with a very specific specialty. So it is important that we serve families who have the needs that we serve and that you feel uh, our, our clients feel well taken care of, right? All right, so uh, that's it for today's show. Have a wonderful day. Kept it short and sweet for you today given the fact that everything is going on with the back to school season and look forward to talking to you soon. Bye now. Thank you for joining me on this episode of how to parent your highly sensitive child like a ninja. We release a brand new episode every week, so be sure to click subscribe. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you're a fit to work with us at MTC, here's what I want you to do next. Head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call and book an appointment with our team. We'll get on the phone for about 60 minutes and we'll get you clarity on where you're stuck in parenting your sensitive child or teen, what your goals are for supporting your child's development. And if we can help you, we'll get you started on knowing exactly what to do to eliminate that meltdown cycle. Eliminating the daily meltdown cycle does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. And we've helped hundreds of clients from all over the world end that cycle in as little as eight weeks. So. To see if we can help you do the same, head on over to meganthompsoncoaching.com backslash call. I'm Megan Thompson, and we look forward to speaking to you soon.